1: Good morning, beloved family. How are you doing? I always pray that you're doing well. And you say, Mother, you always, what do you even ask how we're doing? Don't you know what's going on in the world? Of course I do. Of course I do. But our Lord is on his throne, and Our Lady's Immaculate Heart will triumph, and all is well with God. And he is building his church. And um, if you're not Catholic, um these are times for you to become catholic i think noah would have said the same in the 120 years he was building a boat and everyone thought he was crazy and he didn't make one convert but the flood came and so uh, the scriptures say that when our lord returns it'll be just as in the days of noah eating and drinking and making merry and people living in sin and 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 everyone saying sure sure peace peace when there is no peace so We don't have, I don't know what kind of time we have left, but um, I don't think we have uh, much time to convert our hearts and repent and come to him. Um, Many have asked, uh, what do we do to prepare for his second coming? What do we do to prepare for this or that? And my answer is always the same. The same thing you do to prepare to go to sleep every night. Because if you don't wake up in the morning, uh, the way you uh, go to sleep, the state of grace or lack of it that you are in will be the state that you will be in for all eternity. Um, uh, You might have um, read the news that, um, let me just see, that our Holy Father um, has uh, criticized um, uh, bishops, we're not giving Nancy Pelosi Holy Communion. He said "It we have to remain pastoral. And um, it, it's just shocking to us because nothing is to be put before the Blessed Sacrament. The Blessed Sacrament is God. Um, we don't put men <clears throat> uh, before God. And um, uh, Bishop Strickland, blessed be God for him, um, has said that the pastoral care for Mrs. Pelosi is to tell her that she should not receive the body of Christ until she stops advocating the murder of unborn children. I bless God for Bishop Strickland, Bishop Joseph Strickland of Tyler, Texas. Um, there's an article yesterday on LifeSite News. Bishop Joseph Strickland told Pope Francis pro-abortion, and self-acclaimed Catholic Nancy Pelosi should be denied Holy Communion. And he wrote this uh, in a tweet. I thank Pope Francis for his clear message that abortion is murder and that politicians should be treated with pastoral care. Pastoral care for Mrs. Pelosi is to tell her that she should not receive the body of Christ until she stops advocating the murder of unborn children, Bishop Strickland is not a hero he 's simply a bishop he 's simply Catholic that 's it, and he 's the only bishop that has said this, the only one that I know in the country or at least that has made it made the message public um, uh, to clarify the holy father 's statement. Um, The Holy Father said abortion is murder, and he said abortion is like getting a hitman to kill somebody that you don't want around. That's the amazing statement coming from the Pope, that abortion is like getting a a, a murderer, a hitman, to kill someone you don't want. That's what it is. Abortionists are hitmen. They're murderers. Well, blessed be God for the Holy Father's statement on that one. But pastoral care for Mrs. Pelosi is not to give her the body and blood of Christ. That is to put her into mortal sin, to send her to hell. Apostle Paul says whoever eats and drinks unworthily eats and drinks condemnation to themselves and the Pope and the bishops who give her communion will be complicit, will be in union with her. And when you give communion to someone who is in mortal sin, you are responsible for their soul. You're you're not free of sin yourself to do that. You're a shepherd who's to save the life of the sheep. Instead, you are sending the sheep to hell. Blessed be God for Bishop Joseph Strickland. We need many, many, many like him. We need every single bishop to be like him. To really be Catholic, and people say, "Well, he's outstanding. He's he's authentic. He's holy. He's uh, orthodox." So yes, he is, but he's simply what a bishop should be. He's simply what a Catholic priest should be. It's just that he stands out because he's alone in this. There are other good bishops, but to keep silent is, to in my mind, also be complicit. It's awful if you don't lead and direct the sheep and and speak the truth. Um, There's a wonderful article um, by Jonathan Coe um, at the Catholic Exchange that was written three years ago. And the title is Bishop Athanasius Snyder Defends Holy Communion. And it reads, on a regular basis we hear in the news that certain priests and prelates are involved in mortal sins that bring opprobrium to the Catholic Church, that is, disgrace, dishonor. We cannot read the minds and hearts of such men, but their behavior makes many thoughtful Catholics ask whether they even believe the teachings they have been charged to promulgate. Do such men even believe that they will be held accountable at the particular and general judgments? and that the road to perdition is paved with such things as homosexual predation, cover-ups, embezzlement, and other kinds of ecclesiastical malfeasance. Perhaps they are so convinced that hell will be empty that they are not worried about receiving everlasting punishment for their deeds, or in only looking at the present moment, they are simply sacrificing their integrity on the altar, of ecclesial survival. But at the moment, Pope Francis and every bishop that gives communion to the likes of Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, and any public figure that advocates the killing of children in their mothers' wombs, um, they are, uh, have. Uh, they have put themselves on the road to hell for putting the sheep on the road to hell. They are false shepherds. This article says, on the other end of the spectrum are Catholics who are so convinced of the truth of the faith once delivered that they are willing to risk imprisonment and even martyrdom in practicing such a faith. I don't think uh, that Bishop Joseph Strickland considers consequences. I don't think he spends time on that. He is a faithful, true shepherd. And he simply speaks the truth because he cares for the salvation of souls and the honor of God above all things. Good Shepherds, the article says, are willing to risk imprisonment and even martyrdom in practicing such a faith. Such was the family that Bishop Athanasius Snyder, the auxiliary bishop of Astana, Kakistan, was born into. And the article continues Schneider's parents, now, That shoots a little knife through my heart. We should never refer to a bishop by his last name without his title. It's very disrespectful. He's not Schneider, he's Bishop Schneider. And every time it says Schneider in this article, I'm going to say Bishop Schneider. Never refer to a bishop or a priest or anyone by their last name without a title. Either put their full name or use their title. Bishop Snyder's parents were Black Sea Germans from the Ukraine, whom Stalin sent to the Gulag in Krasnokarsk. I'm sure I'm going to mispronounce some of these names, in the Ural Mountains after the Second War. My parents were also uh, from the... Well, no, my mother was from the Ukraine. Not German, but Jewish, from the Ukraine. They were active uh, this is now Bishop Snyder's uh, parents, they were active in the underground church and Bishop Snyder's mother, Maria, was one of many people who helped shelter Blessed Oleska um, Zaryecki, I, I, it's Z-A-R-Y-E, I'm sorry, Z-A-R-Y-C-K-I, a Ukrainian priest who was later martyred in 1963. And I will say that uh, bishop Snyder's mother maria an absolute holy stoic um, faithful courageous woman of god um, she thought nothing of being persecuted she simply stood up for her faith bishop Snyder has taught told wonderful stories of his mother and grandmother she and and maria schneider died i think a couple of years ago um, I still pray for her soul every night, but I, I believe she's a saint. I believe she's absolutely a saint. Um, there is the music for our first break, beloved. And feel free to call in with anything on your heart the entire hour. Our number toll-free to call or text is one 877 5483 or email at mother at the station of the cross.com. We'll be right back.
0: of the cross, we proudly bring the truths of the Catholic faith to countless listeners through radio and mobile devices, and we're grateful for the feedback we've received. I grew up Catholic Church, haven't been in the Catholic Church for decades, but I'm in the process of working my way back for the simple reason that I needed a place to listen to pro-life, pro-family messages. Catholic Radio is it. It's a place to hear that message without all the political bias and all that that's going on on News Talk Radio. It changed my life.
1: It's the only stage right there, man. The Catholic Station is an answer to prayer. It it couldn't be more fulfilling.
0: It's helped me learn more about the faith, and it's helped me to deepen my faith as a result of that.
1: It's on continuously in my house, day and night. You can't imagine how much I receive from that channel.
0: If you've been blessed by listening to the Station of the Cross, let us know. Call 1-877-888-6279, extension 112, then share your testimonial with us.
1: Oh, beloved this is mother miriam how would you like to wake up each morning to inspiring sermons from knowledgeable and faith-filled priests you can tune in to sermons for everyday living every day at 6 a.m eastern on the station of the cross you can listen on the station of the or anytime on the free iCatholic radio mobile app god bless you
0: this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Morning Show. We're happy to be with you on the Station of the Cross Catholic Media Network each weekday morning at 7 a.m. We strive to keep you informed and inspired with insightful guests and a look at the breaking news of the day. Join us on the Catholic Drive Time Show every weekday morning at 7 a.m. across the Station of the Cross and the iCatholic Radio app. That's every weekday morning at 7 a.m. We look forward to seeing you there. God love you.
1: Um, We are live, and we are here, and we are grateful to God to be with you, Um, and we are uh, reading an article um, that appeared actually three years ago on Catholic Exchange uh, in August 2019 by Jonathan Coe, titled, Bishop Athanasius Snyder Defends Holy Communion. This bishop grew up with his parents in the underground church in Kakistan. Um, the beginning in um, actually in the Ukraine um, and they were under persecution uh, and they hid persecuted priests um, and um, one particular priest blessed Oleska Zarycki Z-A-R-Y-C-K-I Ukrainian priest who was martyred in 1963 and the article goes on to say faith is a gift of God a supernatural virtue infused by him. That's straight out of the catechism. This family, Bishop Athanasius Snyder's family, had supernatural faith, and it was reflected in their holy reverence and adoration in the celebration of the Eucharist that because of Soviet persecution was prohibited and rarely available to them in their clandestine meetings. In one such meeting, when a father, Alexei uh, Alexei Tsaritsky, forgive my pronunciations of these Russian names, was beginning to celebrate Holy Mass, a voice was suddenly heard. The police are coming. Later that evening, Maria Schneider, that's Bishop Schneider's uh, heroic mother, left her two small children with her mother, and with the help of another woman, which was the aunt of her husband, took Father Saritsky to safety after trekking 12 um, kilometers through the forest with temperatures reaching 22 degrees below zero. In recent years, whether Bishop Snyder is weighing in on clergy sex abuse, interreligious relations or immigration his holy pedigree and orthodox sensibility come through in his statements thus it was with great interest that i recently read his 2008 book on holy communion it's titled dominus est that is in latin it is the lord I have read that, dear ones. It's a little... In fact, the, the author here says, of the article says, if you subtract the publisher's forward, preface, and glossary of names, which were not written by the bishop, his work actually only amounts to about 39 pages, and it's a small booklet form and serves more as an extended essay than an exhaustive book. Whether you agree with his convictions or not, you have to respect his deep reverence and adoration of the Eucharist. Well, I do agree with his uh, convictions because they are the teaching of the Church. They're not private convictions. They are the teaching of the Church. And I can't imagine Bishop Athanasius Snyder giving communion to our President Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi or any other Uh, politician or non-politician that he knows to be in grave sin because he cares one about the the reverence of the eucharist which is our lord and he cares about the soul of the individual who if they eat and drink the holy eucharist unworthily will uh, uh, put condemnation uh, on their own souls why would a bishop do that why would a bishop help a sheep to condemn herself or himself? The article says, this sense of the sacred has been lost by many parishioners in the Catholic Church in America. I need to say it's been lost by our Holy Father and many bishops. How do you, how do you treat the Holy Eucharist um, by giving him, our Lord, to someone supports the murder of millions of babies. How do you do that? This sense of the sacred has been lost by many parishioners in the Catholic Church in America and is reflected in how we behave and dress. Chewing gum is more common. People wear sweatpants, tank tops, tube tops, spaghetti straps, flip-flops, beach sandals, and sometimes dress immodestly. Well, all these things are immodest dress, every one of them. Chewing gum or having any uh, candy in your mouth um, negates the hour uh, fast that we are um, supposed to have on pain of sin before receiving the Holy Eucharist. One hour, and people can't keep something from their mouth. The Eucharist is sometimes received... Like he says, this article, the Eucharist is sometimes received like a guy grabbing a beer from a vendor at a minor league baseball name, baseball game. What a statement. The Eucharist is sometimes received like a guy grabbing a beer from a vendor at a minor league baseball game. I've seen it, beloved. I watch what happens at my own Novus Auto Church. No wonder many earnest young Catholics are running like frightened antelope to the Latin Mass. In 1997, Bishop Snyder received his doctorate in Petrology, that's the study of the Church Fathers, from the Augustinium in Rome, and in 1999, he was appointed professor in the Major Seminary of Karaganda in Kakistan, Central Asia, From his immersion in Patristics, he has concluded that, quote, The organic development of Eucharistic piety as a fruit of the piety of the fathers of the Church led all the churches, both in the East and the West, already in the first millennium, to administer Holy Communion directly into the mouths of the faithful. In the West... At the beginning of the second millennium, there was added the profoundly biblical gesture of kneeling. In the various liturgical traditions of the East, the moment of receiving the body of the Lord was surrounded by various awe-inspiring ceremonies, often involving a prior prostration of the faithful to the ground. Bishop Snyder does not deny that communion on the hand took place in some communities in the early church, but buttresses his case for an organic development with two citations from Pope Gregory the Great. Those who continued the practice of distributing communion in the hand received the church's censure. Sacred ministries were threatened with suspension at the Synod of Rouen, in 650 if they distributed communion in the hand a schismatic sect known as the Cassiani was condemned at the synod of cordoba in 839 for refusing to receive communion on the tongue since it is not an exhaustive treatment of the subject other important citations were not mentioned such as the sixth Ecumenical Council of Constantinople in 680-81, which forbade believers from taking communion in the hand and threatened those who did with excommunication. One could also reference Thomas Aquinas and the Council of Trent. Bishop Snyder quotes the noted liturgist Joseph Youngman who explains that with the Eucharist being administered directly into the mouth, many problems were solved. Quote, the need for the faithful to have clean hands, the even graver concern that no fragment of the consecrated bread be, it's no longer bread, consecrated bread, meaning that it's the host, be lost, the necessity of purifying the palm of the hand after reception of the sacrament. End quote. No one purifies their hand after the reception of the sacrament. No one who receives communion in the hand purifies their hands. Some so-called Eucharistic ministers um, do purify their hands after they've distributed communion, but even then, in many churches, they just return to their pew. Continuing the article, the good bishop, that is Bishop Schneider, is definitely his mother's son, in prescribing an attitude of deep reverence and adoration in receiving holy communion he quotes an ancient coptic liturgical tradition which is uh, the order of communion in the coptic uh, rite quote let all prostrate on the ground small and great and then they will begin to distribute communion end quote can you imagine people prostrating on the ground Chewing gum or receiving communion in the hand? <clears throat> Bishop Snyder has said personally that no one, no one, but the consecrated hands of a priest should dare touch that host, not even a deacon, not even a deacon. Such sentiments, the article continues, Bishop Snyder avers were also echoed excuse me, echoed in St. Augustine and St. John Chrysostom. Before he was the pontiff, Cardinal Ratziger said, quote, kneeling is the right, indeed the intrinsically necessary gesture, end quote, before the living God. In the publisher's foreword to the book, Reverend Peter M.J. Stravinsky wonders aloud, quote, if Bishop Snyder's book did not play a part in the decision of Pope Benedict XVI to the traditional mode of communion, namely on the tongue, to kneeling communicants. Our Mass here below participates with the divine liturgy that is now going on in heaven. In that sacred realm, the 24 elders are bowing down to the Lamb day and night. Bishop Snyder also asserts that receiving the body on the tongue, the body of Christ on the tongue, while kneeling is consonant with an attitude of reverent humility that children have in receiving the kingdom of God. He quotes St. John Chrysostom, See with what food he satisfies us. He himself, God, he himself is our food and nourishment. And just as a woman nourishes her child with her own blood and milk, Christ also constantly nourishes with his own blood to those whom he has given birth by baptism. The good bishop concludes his extended essay by saying that such childlike humility and adoration could be a powerful witness to postmodern man and the non-Catholic he could have an encounter with the holy other God. W-H-O-L-L-Y, holy other God. And falling on his face will worship God and declare that God is really among us. This encounter with transcendence highlights the infinite qualitative difference between creature and creator, a distance that is traversed by the mercy of God incarnate in the Eucharist. This will cause them to bow in his presence with thanksgiving because the chasm has been bridged and like Jacob, come awake declaring, surely God is in this place. There's the music for our break. That's the end of the article, dear ones. And the music for our break, you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart toll free one or email um, at mother at thestationofthecross.com and we'll be right back. This is Nathan Wigfield, Executive Director of the St. Thomas
0: More House of Prayer, a Catholic retreat center in Cranberry, Pennsylvania, with the mission of praying and promoting the Liturgy of the Hours. The Catholic Church teaches that when we pray the Liturgy of the Hours, we join the prayer of Christ Himself. It is the perfect sacrifice of praise that extends every Eucharistic
1: celebration into the hours of the day to sanctify time in the whole range of human activity. To learn more, please visit us or
0: go to liturgyofthehours.org. The Station
1: of the Cross is listener-funded, and we value your ongoing generosity. In this fast-paced world, it's easy to let your reoccurring donation slip due to something like a new address or a card number change. If you suspect that we do not have your up-to-date donor information, you can check with us during regular business hours at
0: 1-877-888-6279, extension 104, or anytime online at thestationofthecross.com. Thank you.
1: Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. We have a full half hour before us, and our phone lines are wide open. And I would love to hear from you with anything at all on your heart. Toll free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at com. We have a message Um, on Facebook, actually, from Sheila. And she writes, Hello, Mother. Thank you for all you do. You are truly wise, and I really value your opinion. Thank you, Sheila. Um, Sheila writes, I have a question. Since the pandemic, my priest at my Novus Ordo parish stopped allowing communion on the tongue. Well, shame on him. Uh, He has no right to do that. Uh, He does it, but he has no right. Uh, Communion on the tongue is the norm. And it's been proven safer than giving communion on the hand in the pandemic. <clears throat> in any case, Sheila says, my husband and I have since been traveling 45 minutes to attend a Latin mass, which I have come to truly love. Since I like to attend daily mass, the drive is too long, so I want to attend my Novus Ordo parish. I have spoken with the priest there and sent him articles on why it is more reverent and also the scientific study showing God's body is being left as crumbs on people's hands and even being trampled on the floor. Excuse me. After pleading with him several times, he finally let me receive on the tongue as long as I would be the last one to go up to receive. Since attending the Latin Mass... I love kneeling in the presence of God to receive the Holy Eucharist. This priest asks me not to do that because it draws attention and he does not want people seeing that I am receiving on the tongue. I truly dislike people giving me attention so I would actually offer it up as a sacrifice before receiving because I did not want people to notice me kneeling. But in my heart, this is the only way I can receive. Well, it's one thing. Uh, Dear Sheila, if the priest will not serve you if you kneel, it's another thing that you don't kneel because you don't want people to see you. That's not right. We need, uh, God needs to come first and we need to put him before any concerns of people. But she says, my question is, should I receive on the tongue standing and offer that up to the Lord or just not receive when I go to daily Mass because I do get to receive on Sundays Thank you for your help with this. There's not a wrong or right on this, Sheila. It's really your choice. If you wish, you can receive standing. You need to uh, make a profound bow, which is a nine, not a little bow, bow but a 90-degree bow from the waist. That's the Church's rule. If you receive standing, you need to m- make a 90-degree bow. I rarely see anybody do that. It's not taught. Uh, the Eucharist is simply disrespected in the church today at large. Um, so you can receive, again, um, you can genuflect, and you can do more than make a profound bow. You can genuflect and then stand and receive on the tongue. Um, I think the genuflection would... would. Um, you know, would be even better than simply bowing if you can do that. Um, everybody can genuflect before they receive our Lord, but the minimum is a profound 90-degree bow. So um, it's your decision. Um, you, what you might do is print out the article that I just read on um, Bishop Athanasius Snyder. It's uh, on LifeSite News, com. Um, No, wait a minute. I gave you the wrong one. It's not. It's um, catholicexchange.com, and the title is um, Bishop Athanasius Snyder Defends Holy Communion uh, from August 2019. If you go to catholicexchange.com and just put in Bishop Athanasius Snyder Defends Holy Communion, you'll get the article, and if I were in your shoes, I would print it out and give it to your priest. But I would not refrain personally in that situation from receiving the Holy Eucharist. I would simply genuflect and then receive our Lord uh, in a standing position. Anna writes, Dear Mother Miriam, thank you very much. We've learned a lot from you. My boyfriend and I pray for you. Thank you so much. Uh, She writes, I would also like to ask you a question. Is what... The so-called Maltese Archbishop Charles Sicluna stated and vowed heresy or apostasy. Here is his quote. <clears throat> quote, all religions should enjoy the liberty and freedom of belief in a secular state, end quote. Um, Anna, um that's the same as any government official saying that everybody we have freedom of speech and freedom to believe what we wish there's no difference that's not a statement of worshiping god that's anybody saying anybody should have any freedom to do and believe uh in a secular state what they wish and i don't know what is not a secular state we're we're all in secular states so um that's what it is but god gave only one religion he didn't give other religions he gave only one and that is the catholic church and we are commanded to believe we are commanded to repent and believe the one holy catholic and apostolic church um, founded by the god of abraham isaac and jacob Um, that is the only religion that god has willed and Are there other religions? There are false religions since the beginning of time, no question about it. But they have nothing to do with God. They are man's search, the fruit of man's search for God, because man is separated from God. And we're all born, St. Augustine says, with a a God shaped or heart shaped vacuum, um, because we enter the world uh, separated from God, fallen from God through original sin if we leave the world that way uh, we will be um, separated from god for all eternity god is the only one who provided the sacrifice that pleases him alone for our sin we cannot do it ourselves we cannot make up for adam's sin or our own sin ourselves if we were to kill a billion lambs or animals He is the only Lamb of God that has taken away the sins of the world. And unless we repent and give our lives to him through the church that he founded, we are lost. And so uh, the Catholic Church, uh, as you know, does teach that through uh, whoever, through no fault of their own, does not know the Catholic Church and its beliefs, uh, not will be saved, but can be saved. If they live up to the grace of God, they have been given. And that's true for Catholics. We who have been given more than anyone on the face of the earth not will be saved, but can be saved. If we live up to the grace that God has given us, we're not going to be in heaven simply because we've been baptized. And simply because we're Catholic. I said uh, last week that the Pope, I I cannot believe that he's Catholic because he teaches so much against the catholic church and against the catholic faith uh, and is destroying the faith in millions of souls by his teaching but the fact is he is catholic he was baptized catholic he is catholic but hell is going to be filled with baptized catholics who do not believe who do not obey the commandments who do not follow god so whatever that archbishop means Uh, religions people can enjoy liberty and freedom of belief in a secular state people can enjoy the freedom on their way to hell the road to heaven is narrow and our lord says in matthew chapter 7 few are those who find it and the road to perdition is very wide and very crowded and both roads have the same sign this way to heaven and most people, Our Lady said, are on their way to hell through the wide road unless they repent, no matter what religion they are. Unless they truly repent and come under the church that Christ has founded and come to Christ, um, there is no other name, said um, Peter in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 4 that um, is given under heaven by which we must, M-U-S-T, be saved. Jesus Christ is the only Savior. He is the Jewish Messiah. He's the only Savior. There is no other way to be saved but through him. So, unfortunately, Anna, that um, archbishop uh, can say that we can all enjoy the liberty and freedom of belief in a secular state. That's not a false statement, but it has nothing to do with God. God has given us not the right to do what we want. We only have one right, and that is to obey him. He's given us free will. We have the freedom to disobey him, but we don't have the right. Women who say, my body, my choice, I have the right, you do not. No one has the right to kill anybody. You have the freedom to commit mortal sin. You have the freedom to commit grave sin. You have the freedom to murder, or in the words of, Um, even the pope francis you have the freedom to hire a hitman to kill the baby in the womb you have the freedom to support that nancy pelosi but you don't have the right our only rights to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness our only rights come from god and he does not give us the right to kill We have an email from Annette who says, Good morning, Mother. Thank you for all that you do to help feed our souls. I believe you mentioned something called Reasons for Our Hope, a Bible study on the Gospel of Luke. Do you have any idea where I can find this study in print? Abundant Blessings, Annette. I wrote that study. Um, it's a 39-week series on EWTN, half-hour series, uh, 39 weeks on EWTN, and a 300-page study guide to go along with that. While I was with full-time with Catholic Answers, I believe it's currently out of print. You can look on, um, there might be some copies uh, on the Internet. Um, I, uh, I've seen copies on eBay, Amazon, other things, I don't know if there's any unused copies. Um, I would like to edit that and have it reprinted one day, Um, but we've got so much on our plate right now, uh, we we cannot get to it now. But one day, I, I hope to reprint that soon. We have an email from John, and John writes, Hello, Mother. I was talking to my wife about what I believe about hell. And this is what he believes. If you do bad and die before you confess, well, do bad, he's not separating venial from mortal sins. If you commit a mortal sin and you die before you go to confession and forgiven, you go to hell and you pay for your sins there, you do not. A million hells would not pay for your one sin against the Holy God. You don't go to hell to pay for your sins. You go to hell because you have left this earth out of a state of grace you have you're not been forgiven that's why you go to hell every one of us deserve hell and our lord came to pay the price of the sin that separated us from him and no matter what we do no matter how good we are we don't deserve hell we don't earn hell we don't go to heaven by living a good life We go to heaven by being in a state of grace and keeping God's commandments. Um, So bad has to be uh, distinguished between venial sin and mortal sin. And again, if you die before you confess, you go to hell, but you cannot pay for your sins. A million eternities, you will never pay for the tiniest sin in hell. And he says after God feels your sins are paid for, you go to heaven, Zero. And you've got a couple of more paragraphs there, John. As soon as we come back from the break, I will will take up your email. It's very much filled with misunderstanding. Um, After God feels, God doesn't do anything based on his feelings. Um, He's paid for your sins on the cross, and they are already paid for. You can't do a thing about that. Um, And you need to receive his mercy and forgiveness. Um, we'll be right back, dear ones. Feel free to call in with anything on your heart, toll-free, 511 5483 We'll be right back.
0: Listening to the Station of the Cross on your car radio but sometimes find yourself driving outside the listening area? Never miss another minute of your favorite show. Download the iCatholic Radio app so you can listen anywhere in the world 24 hours a day. The iCatholic Radio app is available for your phone in the Apple Store or for your Android phone in Google Play. Visit the cross.com for more information. Our bumper magnets are great ways to promote the truths of the gospel as proclaimed through Catholic Radio. I was getting bored of listening to all the same songs over and over again, and that's when I saw a Catholic Radio bumper sticker. And I thought, well, I should try that. We'd be happy to send bumper magnets for your listening area so that others can come to know the Lord. Order your free bumper magnets at thestationofthecross.com.
1: Dear ones, welcome back to Mother Miriam Live. This is our last segment. We have 10 minutes, and again, you're welcome to call in. Our lines are open, toll-free with anything on your heart, or text at that number, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at com. We're in the middle of an email uh, from John, who says, I was talking to my wife about what I believe about hell. If you do bad and die before you confess, you go to hell and you pay for your sins there. After God feels your sins are paid for, you go to heaven. Well, we talked at length about that before the break. Um, And John says, I know I am wrong in this, but I believe that we have a forgiving God. And if the sin is a bad one like murder or not believing in God and saying there is no God, you are in hell forever. John, um, you are in hell, like judas only if you don't repent god wants god desires everyone to come to repentance and to the knowledge of the truth that's straight from scripture god wants nobody in hell he uh uh, hell was designed for satan and the and the demons not for us but that's where we go if we turn from god but he doesn't want us to turn from him of course he's a forgiving god But if we refuse to receive his forgiveness and repent, God is not going to force us. He gives us free will. John says, I want to believe my mother and father are in heaven, but I cannot see why they did not teach us kids about God and Jesus and make sure we were going to heaven. I'm going to take each sentence separately here because it's a bit of a long email, and I want to clear up Uh, misconceptions along the way we can believe our loved ones are in heaven but we cannot know that Um, we can have a moral assurance if they died in a state of grace that they're at least in purgatory on the way to heaven but we cannot know that god alone knows the heart why they didn't teach you about god and our lord i don't know um parents it's the vocation of parents to teach their children and get them to heaven john says i'm new to this catholic stuff about god and jesus i was born and raised a catholic but did not go to church too much so over the years satan was a big part of my life i did not know he was until later in life that is, I didn't know he was a big part of my life until later in life, say maybe a year ago, and I know there is a lot I need to know, but how God is there for me, uh, there's a lot I need to know about how God is there for me and how much he loves me, even after all the bad things I did in my life. John, dear one, um, again, I'm going to interrupt the email right here to say um, our Lord died over 2,000 years ago, And he died for you. How many sins had you committed when he died on the cross? The answer, of course, is none. You weren't alive back then. He died for every single sin you would commit. For every sin that was committed by every soul, past, present, and future, God is outside of time. He has died for every single sin you have ever committed. does that mean you're forgiven no it means forgiveness is available to you if and to me all of us if we repent and give our lives to god and john says so back around six months ago i felt god slapped me on the head telling me it was time well hallelujah and thank you lord my heart went into AFib, and I was in the hospital. Oh dear, I shouldn't laugh if you mean that. My heart went into AFib, and I was in the hospital with a heart rate of 165 beats per minute. My doctor told me that he was going to zap my heart, but there was a chance that if I had a blood clot, it would move. I told him, let's do it, as I felt this is what God wanted for me. I was scared to do it, but there was something in my mind that told me not to worry. So I did it, and I'm still here. <clears throat> Please, is there anything I can read about what heaven and hell are? Oh, of course, dear John. And is there anything I can pray for my mother and father to go to heaven? I'm lost in my faith. John, dear one, absolutely, yes. Um, I don't know where you're going to church, but if it's a Novus Auto church, uh, it has to be a good one with a holy priest who teaches the faith. You don't know the faith enough to know if, if he is teaching the faith well or not. If there's any way for you to get to a Latin parish, John, I would, I would urge you to do that and tell the priest that you're Catholic, but you've never learned a thing about your faith. I don't even know if you've had all the sacraments. I would urge you to go. If you can go to a Latin parish and go to the priest personally and let him teach you and let him help you. If you cannot find a Latin parish, um, uh, find as holy a, a Novus order church as you can and go to the priest again for confession and for assistance. John writes, my wife is Brazilian, and when I tell her what I believe, she tells me, quote, I cannot tell you about that, as she can't explain it to me in English Oh dear, that makes me feel like she can't even talk to me about God and what she believes I should do. I know God is there and I believe Jesus died for my sins and that he loves me good. I feel all I have to do is ask for his forgiveness and pray and he will answer me in his time when he thinks I'm ready. No, John, you need to go to a priest. And you need to go to confession. And you need to tell the priest if you've ever been to confession in your life or how long it's been, even if it's been 50 years, doesn't matter. Go to a priest. And Protestants uh, ask God for forgiveness themselves. Uh, God has not given us judgment over our own sins. He's given us a priesthood, true uh, shepherds, priests on earth through whom he will forgive our sins. So, Go to your priest, go to a good priest, and tell him the last time you've been to confession, if you ever have, and, and, and do a general confession. Confess all the sins of your life to this priest. You are speaking to God through the priest. And there's nothing you could have done that the priest hasn't already heard, even if you've killed 10 people, which I'm sure you haven't. Um, go to confession to the priest, tell him you want to really come back to the church, and to learn the faith and let him help you. John says, thank you, Mother, and may God be with you forever and keep you safe always, yours in Christ, John. Thank you, John, so much, dear one. I would say, if you can, find a priest that speaks um, Spanish or maybe Brazilian is Portuguese, um, and go to him, if he speaks English and your wife's language, go to him together for instruction, both of you. Um you. I don't know if your wife is Catholic or a faithful Catholic or not. The fact that she can't explain the faith to you in English is not good. So um, I would say go to a good priest who can help both of you at the same time. Don't delay John. Um, Do something about it today. Go to a church today. Knock on the um, rectory door and say to the priest, I want to go to heaven. Can you help me be restored to God for my sins to be forgiven? And to take instruction in the church and then get yourself a catechism of the catholic church and read it and look that has an index and you can look in the back under heaven and hell or any other topic and read everything the catechism has to say john god bless you i'm very happy for your um, email and um, i would love you to let me know call in or write another email and let me know how things go with you okay we will pray for you john god bless you god bless all of you live the faith with all your heart mind soul and strength and absolutely zero compromise on anything and when you receive the holy eucharist receive our lord on your tongue he's not fast food receive him on your tongue and kneeling or at very minimum make a genuflection uh, genuflect before you receive the holy host God bless you. Speak with you tomorrow.